If you're trying to reach people, there are five things that you should be tracking with your marketing and your outreach. Next on the Church Solutions Podcast. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve Lacey. Uh, Hi, I'm Mike Gray. And I'm Phil Thompson. It's good to be with you again today as we do our uh, weekly little podcast here. We're a tech company that helps churches and ministries use use technology, streaming video, mobile apps, and other stuff. And we don't just do that. We do other things. But uh, today we have a special guest with us. He's been on our uh, podcast before. In fact, uh, uh, many, many moons ago, like probably 10 or 11 years ago, we actually did a video podcast and he was our guest. Our guest is Johnny Wyatt. Johnny, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much. It's an honor to join you, gentlemen. Well, yeah, it's an honor to have you here. So, uh, Johnny is the CEO of the J3 Effect, and he's been doing this for a long time now. I think since, what, 2007? Is that when it started? Uh, You help uh, lots of people do internet marketing, web design. You're an SEO specialist. You're a social media strategist. You are a speaker. You're an author. You've been in ministry since uh, since Moses, I think, right? Is that when you started? Something Moses, like that. Moses and I used to play in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've known John a long time. In fact, all of us here have known Johnny a long time. He's from Tucson, Arizona. Well, well you've been here in Tucson, Arizona for a long time. I think you, weren't you in Baylor or something, Texas or something? Is that where yeah, I went from? to school at Baylor. And I've been in yeah. Tucson since 91. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good deal. All right, so uh, we've got Johnny on today because today we're going to talk about measuring your, uh, really how to measure the effectiveness of your outreach. Now, I want to just set the table here, and then I'm going to turn these guys loose on Johnny. Uh, But I, I, you know, this is, again, what is this now? Since March, we've been talking about this pandemic, and almost every podcast we've said something about the pandemic and rightfully so because it's everywhere uh and i and i we 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 wanted to talk a little bit about this today because uh, even though your church may or may not be meeting you still need to pay attention to reaching people i mean my own church is still reaching people We're, we haven't been meeting since march 15th and yet we have new people coming to our online streaming and so uh, regardless of if you are meeting you may have people some people coming, some people not coming, or you're just strictly doing online because of the COVID-19. It's very imp- important that you measure uh, the effectiveness of, 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 of your outreach. And you should, I think, still should be trying to reach people. That's my prerogative or my take on the whole thing. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So, so Johnny, thanks again for being with us. We're glad that you're here. And I'm going to turn it over to let uh, Michael Gray here, as well as Steve Lacey, just uh, we're going to turn you over to these guys and let them hammer you with questions. So I'm going to jump in real quick. So there's, uh, you know, I've been operating a ministry slash business for a long time. And it's the common, what's the common phrase is, um, 
you know half of your marketing is effective you just don't know which half right that's the so you continue paying for everything and that's really related to because you really can't measure the effective of some of your of your marketing so johnny you're kind of a an expert in that arena right you're going to be able to help uh ministries and companies figure out how to best spend their marketing money well steve it's something i think about a lot uh, i don't declare myself the expert but i've thought about it a lot and i have seen what my thoughts put to action actually are working well for my clients uh, and I'm just absolutely delighted to share. I, I love God uh, deeply, uh, sold out to him, all in, uh, depend on him for everything. Been involved in ministry all my life. Uh, got into business in 2007. And so uh, I just love the fact that, uh, that there are people in ministry will be on this bod- podcast listening to what we're talking about. And, uh, and my prayer is that that something said will strike home and be greatly beneficial. Uh, so your um, majority of your adult life, right, was in ministry. Did you, is that right? I, I guess I don't really know. I've known you forever, but I didn't, I learned something on this podcast. I didn't realize you went to Baylor. Right. Well, I grew up in San Antonio and had my first church when I was 17. And except for a, a brief period of time that I was not, actually in church work. I've been in church work until 2007. And so really a, a good lifetime. Uh, and um, I retired in 2007. And I felt in November of 2006, the Lord say to me, I want you in the marketplace. I'm going to be working in the marketplace. And I am keenly suspicious right now that uh, the last, you know, decade or so that has been preparation for maybe one of the most important times in all of our lives when it comes to ministering. And my, my main target audience is the business owner. And, uh, and, you know, the, uh, the pastor of a church operates with the same kinds of loneliness, the same kind of pressures uh, as a business owner uh, as well. And, And so my heart is for that, for the pastor, my heart is for the business owner who's trying to take care of the people he is serving and serving with. And uh, so th- my heart is just so into this. And, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, when it comes to marketing, you know, in church work, we hardly ever use that word. Uh, we didn't talk about marketing, but we, we called it outreach. Uh, but it, it was always a matter of messaging to people who were needing what we have. We were messaging to people who were looking for what we have. And, and the, uh, you know, the internet's the same for all of us. Social media is the same for all of us. Websites are the same for all of us. Many principles apply. But when it comes to spending money, uh, spending effort digitally to reach and find an attract audience. And so I think there are many things that, that I think about day in day out and as a businessman now certainly apply to what's happening on the church. Although there may be uh, definitely differences, but many things the same, many many principles are the same. All right. So I guess you would get into, you know, classic examples of just traditional examples. Should I, 
should I put a billboard on the freeway or should I put a Facebook ad or should I, you know, and there's different parameters around each of those. I mean, a billboard on the freeway is going to be nearly impossible to measure the effectiveness other than this date I put the billboard up and, you know, these dates I started getting more people coming either to my online service or my service in person. So how would you compare and contrast a billboard on the freeway versus another digital route that you can a little more easily measure? Every uh, thing like a billboard or a, a mail campaign or an ad campaign, all of those things have some kinds of measurements attached to them. What's very difficult to do is to is to figure out what the you know, the results are bringing. Sometimes, uh, back in November, I was uh, I really I, the sting I felt in a uh, in a Longhorn Steakhouse conversation really started my thinking in this direction. Uh, the guy I was talking to was uh, a businessman who had just sold his internet marketing company for five million dollars. So. I have a good deal of respect for him. He's obviously successful in that realm and was very interested to talk with him. And he said something to me that just um, uh, really stung kind of. He said, said, Johnny, there's so many marketing companies and you know, sell and businesses buy marketing things that, that, uh, that you can't track. And, and I started thinking about things that we were doing that you, can, that you, can, that you couldn't track. I could think of a few. And, uh, and I, in, the, in the next thought, I thought about businessmen I hear say, uh, I think marketing just is a waste of money. Uh, and, and I realized that the connection is that, that whenever you're spending money and you can't track it, it feels like you're wasting it, perhaps. And so uh, the dots begin to connect with something that I had been thinking about for two or three years, that I think that there are actually five numbers that really matter in marketing. Uh, and I'd kind of like to run down that road a little bit. What do you think? Because I think it applies across the board. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, sounds great. I got, uh, my pen out. I got my pen. Wait a minute, Johnny. I'm, I'm going to write these down. Oh, you're very kind. <laughs> very kind. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. So the question is not so much uh, what are the things that you can't track? Uh, I think the question is more of what should you track? And, um, and we would say that there are five numbers that really matter in marketing. And if you know these five numbers, you know what's working, specifically what you need to work on, uh, what you need to just stop doing, and what you should be crazy smart to do a whole lot more of. And so imagine, if you, if you will, a set of five nested boxes uh, made of rare exotic woods, like something you might find in a Chinese uh, art museum. And uh, the first, the largest box, is carefully, beautifully crafted. The next box is smaller, of course. It's also carefully crafted, and it precisely nested inside the big box. And then the next one, and the next one. All five boxes nested inside each other. 
So that's my analogy for the five numbers that matter in marketing. So what's the big box? The big box, the first box, is the number of people that see your marketing message somewhere during the past month. Uh, and it's usually a very large number. Uh, and um, the second box is a little bit smaller. And that represents the number of people who do something as a result of encountering your message. They don't just see your message, they click on something and visit your website. So you might call that second box engagement. The first box you might call impressions. They see it, they react to it or not. But we do know this for sure. It's absolutely a positive thing that if they don't see your message somewhere, they have nothing to react to. And so knowing how many people see the message is important. And obviously it's something that you want to be a larger number of people this month from last month. You want to, are there strategies that we can employ to increase the number of people that are just seeing our message? And that second box is extremely important because the people who actually click on something respond is a percentage of the big number. And, and so you're asking yourself, what can we do to increase that percentage? The third box. The third box is the number of people who actually become a member, become a new customer in my parlance. And this number is incredibly important. So let's say that that 100 people visit your website and one of those people becomes a member, becomes a new customer. That is a 1% conversion ratio. They visit my website, they like what they see, they are encouraged to take action, and they do. And now they become a new member. Johnny, if, if I'm a pastor listening to this, uh, how would you phrase that? So, you know, I'm not going to use the word customer, maybe. So people that actually show up at your church or show up on, on your online stream, is that how you might phrase that? Well, uh, there would be an intricate process of determining how you find get the information. Uh, you know, for my Pest control company, I've got this worked out exactly. I know exactly what I'm doing. But the principle is, you're getting your message out there, a certain number of people visit your website. So let's focus on, you know, them, them getting in touch with you through the website. That's where they're going. You're going to drive traffic to that website. And, and so the website is, you know, has messaging. If the message is complete, if there's, and that's, you know, you get the messaging complete, everything else is a lot easier. You know, you really, uh, the messaging uh, speaks to the problems, the issues, the concerns, the drives of that visitor. Uh, it talks more about the visitor, really, in ways than it talks about the church. It talks about what's going to happen, how the person's life is going to be. 
dramatically better because of that relationship. And then the calls to action. And so it's depending on what do you want them to do. And so my new customer would be a new member of the church or a new person that is a new active, whatever it has defined in that particular body. Yeah. Uh, and, and so over the course of a month, I can see how many new members I got this month. And I can see how many visitors I had on the website. Uh, and I can, you know, I, I may have to parse that out in some way, but I definitely have a different number of new members or new people in my con, you know, in my contact, in my role, in my membership, whatever, online, however it's measured. And and I, mean, I really relate to this because, um, you know, in business they make all this part of your sales funnel as well as another way to kind of the nested boxes are kind of your sales funnel. But if you don't have that measurement and you say, we're not getting enough, you know, one out of a hundred, a lot of ministries are thinking, wow, one out of a hundred, that's terrible. But um, if you do enough measurements, you're, you're probably going to find that that's a pretty good return on investment. And if I have that, that number and I want to, make a change, you know, it's like, well, let's change the website to, you know, from 40 pages down to three and throw that out there. And I realize, wow, either my visits went up or, you know, my people that came to church went up or they went down and you'd be able to see that, you know, Hey, I made a change. I know what the impact of that was and I can make a smart decision based on, well, let's not do that again, you know, or wow, that really did. But if I don't measure it and I just start, which is what a lot of ministries and I think a lot of businesses do, you just throw stuff on the wall and see what, uh, you know, just generally what, what the effect was without really knowing that, wow, my percentage went from 1% to 2% when I made this change, which you may go, that's not a big deal, but you would know that, I'm moving in the right direction here. You know, let's do some more of that. And without it, without those measurements, you know, you, you, you're, you're kind of driving blind, right? Yeah, exactly right. And so let's say that you've got, you know, in business out there, if a company is getting two to 3% conversion ratio, hundred people visit the website, two or three people become new customers. They're pretty happy with it. Uh, I've got uh, a company that's, that's seeing a much better ratio than that, actually. So it's actually better ratios are possible. But you're strategizing, how can I improve that ratio? And one thing that you can do to improve the ratio is to realize that there's actually two kinds of people visiting your website. One type of person is coming, they've already talked to some of your members, and they're already excited about you. They're they're actually ready to become a member. So they come ready, ready to join. But you have other people who visit, who heard about you, maybe they've searched and just found you for the first time, and they are interested, but they're not ready to buy it. And so most companies, most churches, most websites out there, if they are concerned about conversion ratios at all, are still only doing something about the people who are ready when they come. They don't have anything in place to, to address another you know, slice of that 100 people, another percentage of that 100 people that, that uh, are interested, they're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they totally lose track of them. 
And so something that a church could do and really any business can do almost is to have something that, you know, is to ask, you know, what, you know, what are the biggest questions that, that, that the people are visiting our website have, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe it's a marriage question. Maybe it's a fear question. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a parenting question. Maybe it's a finance question. And, and you may even address more than one question, but, but you offer some kind of a download, some kind of a PDF, uh, some kind of, you know, some valuable, just almost irresistible information given the target audience. Uh, and a percentage of that 100 people that visit your website will say, I want that. I'm going to get that. And you simply ask them for their email address and then give them the ability to download that. Well, now you've got that email address. And uh, and now you can say, okay, what are the other problems that this person probably has? And I can send them another email that, that addresses the finance problem. Send them another email that addresses the parenting issue. Another issue that, that addresses what to do if you just lost your job and you're terrified. And and you keep feeding them stuff that's just that's poignant and and pointed and aimed right at their heart. And uh, uh, and every once in a while, you uh, you send them one that just is a really a strong invitation to come join us. You know, don't put it off anymore. You've been been reading my email and and uh, you know, go, go ahead and, and take some action and get get involved. Uh, and so now I have actually increased my conversion ratio again. I've got a complete message. I've got great calls to action. I've got great look and feel. I'm addressing the six or seven things you really need to address on a website to make it high conversion. And now you have done this other thing that increases that even more. I think, um, yep. oh, go ahead, Steve. I was just, one of the, I mean, you, you, you know, most ministries out there, they, go, they don't say, well, I put the website up. I got a visitor to the website that came to my church and they're out, now they became a Christian the next day. I think there's a lot of steps that people go through before they come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And a lot of churches right now, I think, are, are starting to focus on um, maybe not the finish line, but how I'm, they recognize that there are steps and there's a next step for everybody that's different from somebody else. And they're trying to measure how do I effectively move them from, you know, step three to step four so they can eventually get. Hey, so guys, we're, I want to move through this thing here. Um, Johnny, you brought up five things that you really need to track. Okay. Impressions, engagement. And then the third one here, I'm not quite clear on. uh, New members. It's a, it's a new, new member. Okay. Yeah. Adding a new member. So what's the fourth one? The fourth one is, is more economic. Uh, and for a church, it is, uh, this is really true. See, it's very important for a church economically uh, that, uh, that what is the value of that new customer? What, and, uh, you know, what is the value of this new member? Uh, you know, what is the economic impact on our, our total ministry as we jo- as we have another brother or sister as part of it? And, uh, and so, you know, there, you know, there are some businesses that can simply take their gross revenues for new customers for a year, divide that by the number of new customers and they know what the value is. Uh, 
you kind of have to think through what, how you want to think of it. You could take your whole annual uh, income and divide it by the number of active people, and that would be the value of a customer. Uh, and you can get real crazy uh, and granular about this, but you can broad brush it, and broad brushing it still gives you a very, gives you confidence, and get, gives you the ability to make wise decisions. Because one of the things I'm doing here is I'm I'm trying to determine how much can I afford to spend on marketing, how much can I afford to spend on outreach, uh, and and so let's say I'm spending you know, $2,000 a month on marketing. Uh, and, and I know how much a new visitor, a new member is worth. Now I just figure out, uh, you know, what does it cost to get one of those? And, uh, and if it costs, and let's say that, that it costs $80 to get a new member and they're worth $800. Well, I can see that I've got room, you know, that, there's some marketing room out there. It, it's really justifying my marketing spend. So if I take all these five numbers together, we'll see the, so the last number, number five, is, is how much it costs to get one new member or one new customer. So it's a customer acquisition or member acquisition cost. And so now I've got, impre- I've got this total impressions, how many people are seeing the message, how many people are engaging with it? How many people are becoming new members? The value of one of those and how much does one of those cost? And now I can, I can extrapolate. Those are five simple numbers. But I can look at those numbers a, a bunch of different ways and just see all kinds of great stuff. Uh, let me give you a neat example. And I, a church, I think churches miss this one. They've got an incredible opportunity, and they miss it immensely. Uh, there's, there's really four ways to drive traffic to your website. Uh, you can drive traffic to your website by referrals. And if you're doing a really good job with your customers your, and your members, you're, you're encouraging them, motivating them to bring new people. And most of those people these days, when they say, hey, you got to come visit my church, well, they'll go visit the website first. Uh, so referrals is one way. Another way is you can just actually purchase traffic with Google ads or things like that. Uh, another way is with, with uh, search engine optimization. Uh, you've heard the term SEO uh, and SEO is, is driving traffic each, you know, and um, that means when you actually have a real strong search engine optimized website, people search for church, they find you and now your website is an income producing property. And, a fourth way is some type of, of content promotion. Uh, and so I've identified my, my audience. I ask the question, what are they interested in? What are the problems they're struggling with? And I write content about that, which is something the pastor does every Sunday morning. And I publish that on the website. And then I publish it on Google My Business. I publish it on Facebook. I publish it on LinkedIn. I publish it on Twitter. Uh, and then I may turn around and not just publish it. Of course, I SEO it. I make it attractive to the search engine. But I can turn around and promote that piece of content. And I've got clients 
that we have written articles for since 2012. And every month we report to them how many people came to your website this month because of that article that we wrote in 2012. And we can see that, that every year we've got articles are creating content every month, all the way since then. And, um, and when we promote an article, we can see that now the impressions greatly increase because I paid some money to Facebook to show this article to a bunch of people. I can put a tracking number in that phone, in that article and see who called him as a result of it. And, uh, but just think of the content that a church produces all the time that you could easily convert to articles that you would publish on the website, a blog post, so to speak. And each one of those are targeted topics and people search for topics. They're scared. They search for subjects. They search for solutions that they've got children problems. They'd search about parenting. And, uh, you know, I've got a pest control company that some of the most, the most, uh, the pages that are viewed the most are pages about mosquitoes and termites, uh, because people look up those subjects and they come to our website to see what we're saying about it as well as stuff that we're writing today. And uh, so, uh, and the cool thing is I can track that. I can know exactly how much I can actually know by looking at these five numbers, how much the value of one person reading one article is actually worth. I've got a client that's worth $14 and 75 cents. When somebody reads that article, that's how, that's how much it's actually worth. I can see that exactly. Hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. Guys, we're out of time. Um, oh, this is good. Well, it is good. And we've been talking about five things that you should really track uh, if you're trying to reach people, if you're trying to do your marketing as a church. And Johnny uh, used a lot of business references, but but this stuff can apply to your ministry, it really can. And so, Johnny, how can people get a hold of you? Because we threw a lot of stuff at people here, and if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, my new website that's going active this week is j3effectmarketing.com. j3effectmarketing.com, and that three is actually the numeral, right? It's the number three. Yeah. The J3 right. Effect Marketing. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Good deal. And, and, and of course, people can just get a hold of us, and we'll, we'll pass them on to you. You can send us an email at support at streamingchurch.tv. Well, this has been good. Definitely uh, something we haven't talked about for a long time when it comes to, to trying to do marketing and stuff. But it's very important for your church, your ministry, to do that. Uh, if you really want to reach people and you want to be effective, in the kingdom, uh, it's important to do that. So, uh, guys, we're out of time. Johnny, thank you so much. It's always good to see you and talk to you. Thank you much. Can I say one quick last word? Absolutely. Uh, to you who are listening to us today, this is the best opportunity you've ever had right now. You were born for this day. You were born for this season. You were born for the COVID, the economics, the fear, all this stuff. You were born to minister to people are struggling right now. Welcome to the kingdom of God and may you be blessed. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. All right. 
All right. Well, look, uh, for Steve Lacey, Michael Gray, and that's Johnny White, I'm Phil Thompson. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. Have yourself a great day. We'll catch you next time on another edition. Take care.